there's only one guy who's more boss than Bruce. If you haven't heard of this man's name, then I don't I don't know. Then you're a loser. Well you'll know his voice. Everyone knows his voice. He's the star of all twenty-five Pixar movies. Of course, many That's remember amazing. him from uh, Cheers. He played uh, what, the postman, I think. Is yes. that right? The yes. postman? Norm? Was that his name? Uh, uh, Sam? Frank. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Diane. The way he played Diane. <laughs> Ratzenberger.com is the website. R-A-T-Z is how you say it in Canada. But the rest of you, it's Z-E-N. B-E-R-G-E-R, Ratzenberger.com. Go there. There's some interesting stuff. This man gives a huge holy grunt about the country he is from. John Ratzenberger joins us for one of our final shows. John, I'm so happy we've been able to work this out. We could not. I just said this to uh, Gary Berghoff because I feel the same about him. I didn't want to finish the show without having one more chat with John Ratzenberger. How are you, buddy? Well, thank you. And I think uh, somebody better tell uh, Bruce Springsteen the bad news. Yeah, you're the real boss. You are the real boss. I don't know. Like, there's one other guy, I think, who has been on our show who was as pro-American as you, and that's Ted DiBiase. Have you ever heard of Ted DiBiase? Well, I know the name for some reason. Yeah, he was a professional wrestler. He played the Million Dollar Man back in the crazy wrestling days. Oh, okay. No, no we've not met. Well, you guys should probably meet at some pro-America rally. <laughs> I want to know right off the bat about nuts and bolts. What's going on with that stuff? Well, I started that foundation to uh, establish summer camps to teach kids how to use tools because all the helicopter parents in the last 20, 30 years have kept kids away from doing things like climbing trees, building tree houses, um, like I said, fixing their own bicycles. Basically, we've got couple of generations here in America that don't know how to use tools, which is affecting our industries, and certainly will affect the civilization. So that's why I started the foundation. And I go around the country. I travel around this great land of ours, uh, giving lectures on the, on the subject. Well, good for you. For, but you're, I mean, you're passionate about this, John, because your dad was what, a truck driver? Is that right? Yeah, my dad was a truck driver. My mom worked at a factory, and I, I was a journeyman carpenter before I decided to be an actor. So your entire family is hands-on. I mean, it's it's it really is an amazing thing. Now I've got Tim sitting across the board from me here, and usually I don't let him talk because it just goes south real quick. But he is he really wants to say something here. Well, first of all, huge fan. Get that out of the way. Um, I have to agree with you. I'm, I'm an educator myself, and um, I teach electives. I happen to teach drama. But one of the things that people don't realize are the trades are so crucial, and they're disappearing. And I think people can't get their heads around the fact that tradespeople, it's an excellent occupation, um, and you can make a lot of money. And, and people have this misconception that only white-collar work can make money, and I think it's an amazing thing that you're doing and promoting that. Well, and thank you, but uh, you know, I, I don't even uh, use the term "blue-collar worker" anymore. I'm just using use that as a generic term. term. 
Well, it's, it's the essential workers because absolutely without them, nothing gets done. I mean, you know, we can do just fine without any more actors. You know, I mean, go ahead, teach them drama all you want, but that's not going to put food on the table. I mean, they could do drama and get another skill that's guaranteed to, you know, put money in their pocket and food on their table. Like I said, I was a carpenter. That's the only reason I, I was able to become an actor, because I could support myself. I didn't have to live with mommy and daddy. <laughs> yeah, you and Harrison Ford have that in common. <laughs> oh, there's a ton of kids. Dick uh, Offerman off of uh, yes. Parks and Recreation. And Rec, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a real good, uh, good worker. Uh, oh, no, uh, Kevin Costner, same thing. He was a carpenter, but... That's just the way the generation we grew up in. You were expected to do something. Yeah. John, you and I have, well, I have had the pleasure of uh, consuming food with you twice. Once, we went to some, one of those famous delis near your joint out there in L.A. It wasn't Nate and Al's. Wasn't it another one? Well, I figured, was it Factors? Is there such a thing as Jerry's? No, it wouldn't be Jerry. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah, Jerry's Deli, sure. Yeah. So we had lunch there. That was great. And then we had another lunch at some restaurant in, uh, what's the place? Venice Beach area. And this restaurant was so swank, it didn't even have a sign. You had to know it existed before you could even show up to this joint. And we went out and sat in the back, and, and Candace Cameron Burre and her husband Valerie Burre joined us, and we all sat there. And we watched celebrities sitting in the corners with their sweater arms over their shoulders you know, folded in front of them with their <laughs> pink shirts and the collars up and their sunglasses on, hoping someone would notice them. It was very interesting. And, and I just remember it was so cool to be able to hang out with you, not because you're a star, but because you were, I mean, you're as average Joe as it gets. I hope you hear that the right way. Well, no, I, I, I appreciate that. I, I, uh, well, I, see, I come from a town that if you put on airs, they're going to slap you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I tried early on when I was living in England. I, I was I was in England for 10 years. I don't know, after three, four years, I went back home. And I I think I called one of my buddies, Chap. Like, so, Chaps, what are we up to? <laughs> and boy, did I get a... Oh, <laughs> That's when the Chap slap was invented. Man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So you learn the lessons real quick. We've got someone here in the studio with us who's a friend, and she's co-hosted the show before, and she's done a bit of acting herself. She starred with John Travolta in Urban Cowboy back in the day, and she worked with Joe Pesci on The Super and Chevy Chase on, um, oh, crap, what was that Funny called? Farm. Again? Funny Farm. And I don't know. She's Steve funny. Martin. She's done a bunch of stuff. She also ended up on the set of Cheers one day, and her name is Madeline Smith, and she's got a new last name, Osborne, because you married a hockey guy and his last name's Osborne. So Madeline Smith is here. Madeline, did you actually ever meet Mr. Cliff Clavin, Mr. John Ratzenberger, on the set of Cheers? Like, what happened when you when you were doing the Cheers thing? Did you try out and failed? You lost it to Allie? Like, what happened? Oh, <laughs> oh excuse me, John. This is this is uh, Drew Marshall Studio trivia, but um, yeah, I. I um, was sort of in the running with Kirsty for that role, and I was I was just sharing with Drew. It's personal trivia because nobody has to believe it if they don't want to. But um, <laughs> I went in an audition for it, and they told me I was the dark horse. 
because Ali was asking, Kirsty was a- asking for so much money, and if they felt they didn't couldn't give it to her, they would give me the role. But it, it worked out for her, and she was fabulous in it. And I know she was the person they wanted from the very beginning. So that's my little trivia. Yeah. But then I came back to do one episode um, where I played the psychiatrist who. Um, Ted Danson tries to seduce in her office. You, you know, it's, it's a million all, it's shows. It's about seduction with you, it's isn't it? It's a million shows you guys have done. So, Drew, there's no way you would remember No, I'm not, I'm not saying. John, do you remember oh, her? Yeah. I'm not saying that at all. Well, why is it that all the good-looking gals in Hollywood marry hockey players? I know. <laughs> I know. I don't know what that is, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not the first one I've met. You know, introduce your husband, and the you know, guy's got a handshake like a vice grip. <laughs> <laughs> and but you know how to but use an actual vice grip. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, John. Hey, listen, if, if my phone gives, if my phone gives out again, because I'm on the road, I'm driving. Yeah, that's okay. That's oh. all right. Where are you right now on the road? From an undisclosed location in the middle of where? Oh, I'm on the 15th heading to Las Vegas. All right, you got a little uh, little Toy Story four press junket happening in Las Vegas, or are you just going to gamble? No, I don't gamble. It's not going to play golf. I got a, I got a buddy that lives there. I haven't seen him in a long time, and I was his best man at the wedding, and so it's just time. I thought, well, I'll just uh, drive up and play some golf and goof around for a couple of days and and uh, head back. Well, uh, John, I, I'm not sure everyone knows this, but first of all, Tim the Tool, our engineer slash co-host sitting across the desk from me, is an improv guru. One of his biggest celebrities that he has a crush on is Colin Mockery from Whose Line. Yes. And, and I'm not sure many people know that John Ratzenberger was an improv extraordinaire. Oh. Did you ever work with any of the guys from Whose Line? Did you work with Colin? Because he was over in England as well doing all that stuff. I'll tell you, I'll do you one better. Uh, two of my students, my improv students, when I was in England, uh, were the people that started that show. <laughs> oh, so, uh, oh. <laughs> Mike <laughs> drop. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, amazing. Steve, uh, Steve, yeah, Jim Sweeney and Stevie Stein, two uh, South London street thugs, <laughs> uh, started that. So anyway, well, that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Good for you. Well, yeah, I was there, I was there 10 years, and we toured, uh, my partner and I, Ray Hassett, we toured our improv comedy show throughout Europe for close to 10 years. And then Ray went off and uh, became a, a highly decorated uh, homicide detective and, uh, in Connecticut. And I went off to Los Angeles. So he killed it. That's good. Nice. We also have someone else in the studio who has been with our show for many, many years. She's a behind-the-scenes gal. She really helped me out a lot in the beginning, and since we're coming to the end, we're bringing all those people into the studio today to have a Drew Marshall roast a little bit later. But she's a Star Wars junkie, I think that's fair to say. So I'm going to ask Noelle, do you know which Star Wars this gentleman was in? Uh, no. Um, I'm actually a Star Trek junkie. Oh. Kind of a different <laughs> She's a Star Trek junkie, not a Star Wars junkie. That was her bailing on the question. <laughs> if, if John had 
episode, yeah. If you if you had been in a Star Trek episode, she'd <laughs> yeah. know that. But yeah, okay. Sorry. So it was Star Wars <laughs> Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, and of course he was also in this little movie called Superman with an old friend of. Madeline, Madeline, did, did you hung out with Chris Reeve a little bit, and yeah. that was a tough loss for you. Yeah. So we've got some, I don't know, people know each other. Yeah, that's I watched what I'm trying TV to say. and saw people on it. And then, of separation. But here's the weird thing I didn't actually know. Dude, seriously, you were in Gandhi? What? Yeah. Look at yeah. the whole, The whole room went quiet. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I was in everything. <laughs> 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 well, before Cheers, you see, I was, uh, like I said, living in London. And there was just a handful of American actors there, and I was one of them. So every time a film was made in Europe, uh, they cast us. You know, whether it's... Uh, every time it was like in uniform. In Ragtime, uh, Bridge Too Far, uh, uh, Twilight's Last Gleaming. And then I come to America, and they give me another uniform, a postman's uniform. <laughs> so I consider myself America's leading uniformed actor. Well done. I like that. I like it. Next thing you know, you'll be doing strippograms. What do you think? Well, my uniform's in the Smithsonian, so I got to get it from them. <laughs> You're so funny. I might stop. John, congratulations with, of course, the release of Toy Story Forty Seven. I've not seen it, so I, you know, I feel bad, like I haven't done my research. But it just came out when yesterday, just a couple it? days ago, yeah. 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 Yes. Yesterday, yeah. So cut me a bit of slack. How do you feel about your performance in this one? John? Oh, top drawer. Zippity top. <laughs> <laughs> no, you see, Pixar, Pixar, they do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. They, the same person that wrote it, directs it, is better than anybody in the room. So you simply do what the director asks you to do. Yes. And and you go home. Grab a donut, maybe, cup of coffee, and you, and you get out of there. But that's they do it all. I mean, Pixar is incredible, and they work hard at it, and they always try to outdo themselves. Kind of like your show, Drew. Oh, stop <laughs> it. You, know, you always try to outdo yourself from the show before. No, but I don't that's even... Pixar, I, that's, what I, I remember the very first Pixar thing that I ever saw was a short that starred the lamp, oh, and it yeah. was the lamp and the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that was John Lasseter's... Yep. Would that have been the very first thing that kind of, I don't know, became a thing for Pixar? So, yeah, but not on a wide scale. That was, I think, just their incursion into, let's see if this works. And Yeah. Well, John. But, uh, no, that was, that was all John, yeah. Yeah. John, congratulations on another successful Pixar movie. Congratulations on, you know, becoming the big success that you are without being a jerk. Well, I, it's, it's, it's still young, you know. I mean, if I was a big star, I'd be going to Vegas in my own private jet, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Instead, what are you driving, John? Uh, Come on, little truth be told, what are you driving? Well, I'm driving the uh, the high end of the Jeep Cherokee line. Nice. Got a heavy, heavy engine, and it's, it drives like a sports car. I love this car. Where was it made, John? Well, where do you think? And <laughs> <laughs> a good old U.S. of A. There we go. John Ratzenberger. Are there, are there cars made in Canada? No, they're called sleds. And they run on maple syrup. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, 1966 Husky. 
That's it. John, you know, uh, next time I come down to that crazy world of yours, I'll give you a shout, and lunch is on me next time, okay? Was it lunch on you last time? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably. Oh, you should have been down here. Last week, I made the best prime rib oh. on the face of the earth. Oh, you're killing I, me. I, I do make the best prime rib ever. Okay. On the rotisserie, on the outdoor barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, is it good. Stop it. I haven't eaten in anyway, a while. Yeah. You're making me hungry. Okay. So. Thank you. Thank you. John, thank you for joining us before the end of the Drew Marshall. That sounds so ominous. So macabre. The end of the Drew Marshall show. Thank you. Thank you for being a pal over the oh, wait, years. Hey, listen, now here's, here's the question, though. What are you going to do with your time now? I don't know. you got to do something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't just sit around. Well, the house, you got to do something. There's a little farm that requires a fair bit of work, and my wife owns a lovely little cafe in Bellefountain, Ontario, higher ground. I might help her out. Well, I am going to help her out there, and, and then I think I'm going to write, do a bit of writing, and maybe one chapter will be all about you. Well, all right, just, just spell the name right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, John. That's thank wrong. you so much for being a, you know, you've been a big part of our show over the years, so thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it, uh, too, Drew. Thank you for including me. And, and, and hello to everybody there in the studio, all my new friends. No, they, no, they, they don't matter. Don't worry about them. They, they don't. <laughs> all right. Thank you, John. All right, sir. Enjoy Vegas. See you later. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. Yes. Bye-bye. I was going to say we'll talk to you after you go to Vegas, but apparently what happens in Vegas stays there.